Hey, Sean. Yes, sir. You know what you can call me now? Uh, the people's champion. Well, you always call me that. You can call me Aladdin. Because I've never had a friend like you. <laughs> oh, my God. Is that even Aladdin? No, I think it was the genie, no, but that... I thought it would go. No, I thought. No, isn't that. That was the genie that's singing the... to Aladdin. I thought that's the jungle book. No, that's you've. <laughs> you've got a friend of me as Toy Story. You ain't never had a friend like me was Aladdin. Oh. Uh, no. So <laughs> anyways, Walmart had a uh, a price error or something on all of their carpets and rugs in their inventory. All of them, $3.49. Uh, was so, this like something you found on the internet or you discovered yeah, it? Yeah, was, it was posted on Red Flag Deals and I bought eight, eight carpets. That's for, such a disaster. Why not? Why do you need eight carpets? Well, Are you going to like sectionally carpet your living room? Be like, this well, I'm is- thinking, you know, bringing back, I got like a bunch of these shag rugs. I'm thinking of putting them on the walls, you know, bring back the eighties. I think that's like a sixties aesthetic, but you know what isn't a sixties aesthetic? What's that? The scene on screen podcast. I'm trying not to reward you with laughter, but it's still happening. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Scene on Screen podcast, where today David and I make little sense. And we will, as usual, tear apart some of our favorite topics and what have you. It's a special recording day today because usually we would record a little bit later in the week when a little bit more news is broken out. But David and I predicted the future in the worst way possible. And now, instead of going to retro gaming stores to find some cool collectibles, safely, mind you, we can't because of the. The Ontario governments will call it a shutdown, but not really a shutdown, lockdown shutdown, which the rules are pretty much the same, but different, but the same. It's 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 called pump the brakes lockdown. I think that's what they were calling it. Pump the brakes and pull the emergency brake lockdown. So for anyone who <laughs> these these whole color things don't make any sense, um, but they we're not in full lockdown. It's called emergency break shutdown. That's what this, that's what Ontario is in right now. But I named it something better. What did you em- name it? Emergency break shutdown electric boogaloo. Oh, it's like the third episode of a terrible movie series. Got yeah. It. Yeah. Yeah. So the last, uh, I don't know. We were supposed to hang out earlier this week, right? I guess the long weekend, which was last weekend. Um, and that didn't happen. So here we are living the dream. I actually ended up having to do some online shopping because we couldn't. I'd be interested in finding out what you bought. Um, we could do bad thing in a little bit. If you'd like, we can do a special bad thing. Um, yeah, I'm really, I'm really bummed because you and I, 
made our bold prediction when we recorded last week, which um, admittedly, while we were recording, the news broke in uh, true Ontario leadership fashion that uh, news broke that there was a conference to announce a conference, yada, yada, yada. We are now here. But we kind of knew as we were recording and didn't allude to it solely because the dates wouldn't have made sense for when we release our episodes. With that being said, that confirmation kind of like was soul crushing for us. David and I, um, because just like a lot of our other friends, we don't get to see a lot of people because of the state of Ontario and how the lockdowns are kind of affecting everything. We planned out the safest day possible. We were going to go to certain shops that um, had person limits. And while some of them are still open, a lot of them are choosing now to to limit their hours even more because of the new rules. And uh, we were just really excited to to kind of bounce some ideas off each other, really get excited for like the next few months of shows, and ultimately just get more things that would get us in trouble with our other halves. And I guess that's the like only thing. Pretty much that every that, time we hang out. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> like the only thing that's really. I behaved quite a bit the last time we hung so, out. Yeah, I, we we were pretty good. Was now the, last the time, time before the time before that? That's when everything was still kind of open, right? Because that that was uh, I want to say before that was that was almost a year ago. That was like last February. Remember. And we hit up like a bunch of game stores. I spent like almost $300 on board games. <laughs> yes, it was that one. And then the next one where you ended up picking up those banks, which you've already moved to a different home. Yeah. Womp, womp. yeah. Um, oh, well, you know, I, the, the thing is, is we, we got to do what we got to do to get things all back to normal. It's it's unfortunate because it it thrown a wrench into a lot of our plans not just like yours and mine but you know we have other friends and families that we want to see um i was supposed to have an epic game of star wars imperial salt with some some buddies on on saturday um and i know like a lot of people still get together but here's the thing is london in particular um they have a snitch line for people who are breaking any rules for like COVID and stuff like that? Like how active is it though? Uh, it, it can be pretty active. Oh, so damn. essentially what happens, it depends on your neighbors and the people around you. Right. So say you're having a party or you have a bunch of people over, all it takes is your neighbor to send an email or give a call to this number that they've set up. And then next thing you know, you have a bylaw officer at your, your door and potentially getting a $750 fine. So we didn't want to risk any of that because it's not worth it, especially like, you know, with a lot of people, you know, our, my job's secure, your job's fairly secure, right? So not that we can't necessarily afford to risk it. We don't want to, right? Yeah. So it just kind of put like a downer on everything. And we actually, I was pretty excited to get together finally, but oh well, maybe, maybe before lockdown four. <laughs> I, I can only imagine what another lockdown would be like. But yeah. yeah. Um, so we have a lot of like kind of crazy news this week. Some some different things that have dropped since we last were with you. Some things that might not shock you or shock you. And a few bad things we did along the way. 
Um, speaking of bad things, before we get into a bad thing, David, have you, uh, April 1st is now passed. Have you managed to, to keep up on what we were talking about with Super Mario 3D All-Stars going extinct at the end of the 35th anniversary? Uh, yeah, Mario is now dead. Yes, um, he died. It's over. 35 is. years. R.I.P. in peace. Mario, you dead. Uh, the the c- price of Super Mario All-Stars, right? Is this what we're talking about? Yep. Scalpers, you are, are, uh, you are a thorn in the side of game collectors everywhere. So if you look on Kijiji, eBay, and all that stuff, um, you'll see now that people are trying to sell copies of... Uh, I keep wanting to say Star Wars, Super Mario 3D All Stars, for outrageous prices. We're looking at like 180, 175 dollars for copies of Super Mario 3D All Stars for Nintendo Switch. Because yes, Nintendo has stopped producing it. You know what? Newsflash: Nintendo stopped producing it months ago. They just aren't sending it out to retailers anymore. So now people think that this is like a super hard to find game and you know, you can walk into Walmart and still buy a copy of it. Yeah. That's just because Walmart has never listened to any single game manufacturer when it comes to rules, specifically with Nintendo. Do you know how many times Walmart, both USA and Walmart Canada have been put into the, to the sin bin by Nintendo? Like, do you remember their whole scandal with X and Y? And then they did it again with sun and moon. Walmart doesn't care. Walmart well, will leave can, it out there until it's sold. You can still um you can still buy it off of Amazon as well. Yeah, I just checked Best Buy. You can buy it online. One store in the area has one. Um actually two stores. So, not not overly concerned. Like I got my copy back when it launched cuz I wanted it and I'm not yeah. a, a crazy person. But yeah, I got it because I wanted to play these games. You know, funny thing is, though, I, I dug out my Wii U from the depths of my parents' house on uh, last last Friday, last Thursday, like before the long weekend. And uh, I have all of these games on there already. <laughs> but it's just like I wanted to give these a go. So I was playing some GameCube games on there. I sent you a picture of uh, Star Wars Rogue Squadron. Yeah, uh, I was pretty leader. jealous. I'm not going to lie because, I mean, I know you and I have been talking about getting a, a second Wii U to like mod, but it still would make my life easier collecting GameCube games if I didn't have to go find them all. This is true. Um, yeah, my okay. So we don't totally can like we don't condone uh, piracy <laughs> on here. We have to say that uh, my Wii U is modded. Um, there are a bunch of games that I have that I have actually just copied to my Wii U so I can play it that way just because after a while and I've seen it um, at one of my old jobs. Disc rot is a very real thing, uh, depending on the condition that games are, are stored. Discs can actually um, essentially fall apart, deteriorate. So, and the more that you use something, the more damage that can potentially happen to it. And also, the Wii U does not play 
GameCube discs natively. Now the Wii does, um, and the Wii U has a Wii mode in it. So essentially you can soft mod your Wii to, uh, yes, you can play games acquired by other means, but you can also make copies of games that you have and play them on there. So I, uh, I don't know. I just wanted to play some Rogue Squadron. And I had to tell you, for a game that came out, oh man, like 20 years ago, something like that. Mm, maybe fifth, maybe like fifteen. It yeah, it's it still holds up to today, and I guess like that's a testament to the type of game, though. But if uh, if, if you look over the last, I don't know, year or so, two years, we've had HD remakes of or remasters of a lot of Star Wars games, right? Like uh, Episode One Racer, Jedi Knight, Jedi Academy. Um, what uh, actually, Rogue Leader, right? Yeah, Rogue Leader. 20 years. 20, 2000 and 2001, right? Wow. Um, and the most recent Star Wars remake was that came out earlier this week was... Um, oh, shit, I'm having a huge brain fart. Republic oh, Commando. Yeah. Right? So it's I, I think it's just a matter of time before we get an HD remake of uh, Rogue Squadron 2. But man, that game is fun. It it made me want to play Star Wars Squadrons, which I guess is like the evolution of the Star Wars flight sims. Um, but yeah, so I, I played that a little bit. It's just kind of unfortunate because like, you know, kind of due to these lockdowns and stuff like that, like we had mentioned, you know, we wanted to go around and find some of these games that collectibles you know last time what did you pick up you picked up um i bought two games last time i bought hit and run and i bought shit i don't remember the second game i bought maybe it was tony, just tony hawk oh yeah I, that though yeah that was a while ago but yeah, yeah. tony hawk um but it just sucks because you know we we want to collect some of these games for our own personal enjoyment and we can't so but oh. uh this past weekend, because I didn't really have anyone. So, so Angela's been busy studying for an exam that she had a midterm and we hadn't really had a chance to get together to talk about what we were going to buy or not buy. I didn't really have any supervision this week. (laughs) So you did some Uh, bad things. Yeah. Let's, let's get into that. I like it. Just did a bad thing. I regret the thing I did. And you're wondering what it is. Tell you what I did. I did a bad thing. All right. All right. What did you do? I wouldn't necessarily say this is like a bad, bad thing in general, because like it's kind of cool. But at the same time, probably not necessarily needed. So all of this playing of these old games, you know, has got me feeling really nostalgic for some old, old games. And I'm talking like Game Boy. So there's something that you can do nowadays to uh, Game Boys, the original DMGs, like the big fatties and uh, (laughs) the, the Game Boy Colors, even some Game Boy Advances and stuff like that you can change. So you can mod the screens and change them so that they are backlit LCDs, like 
not necessarily higher res, but just higher quality screens and backlit, and you can change the colors and all that stuff. So I I plan on doing this to my original Game Boy. I have like the black Game Boy, which is like it still works. And I was like, oh, I kind of want to mod this. Um, but then I also remembered that I had a Game Boy Color, which if I'm going to mod uh, uh, one of these systems to increase the quality of the screen, I'm going to do it to my Game Boy Color because that just is, opens up a whole, like, a, a even larger library of games to play, right? Yeah. So... I looked everywhere for my Game Boy Color and for the life of me cannot find it. And I have no idea what I did with it, which kind of bummed me out. But I'm like, you know what? Whatever. I will bite the bullet. I will look online to see if I can find a used Game Boy Color. And holy shit, man, the prices of used Game Boy Colors, not even good condition ones, is ridiculous. Yeah, they're very popular right now. Like like one hundred and eighty dollars for uh, on average $180 for a used Game Boy Color. eBay prices are even worse because you have to incorporate shipping and a lot of times like they want like 30 or 40 dollars shipping. Um it is it was frustrating to say the least because I want to play some old school Pokemon. You know what? I, I never really played Pokemon Gold or Silver. Oh, and there's some All of right? the best ones. Right. And I have had this itching for so long to play it. And I know I could play it on my phone. I could emulate it, but I want to play it on the original hardware. Right. Like I want, and you know what? I would rather throw a Game Boy into my backpack and take it with me to work and on the bus and all that stuff than carry my Switch around or, you know, play on my phone because it's just eat up battery life and all that stuff. Right. So I looked around, couldn't really, couldn't really find anything. So I was like, hold up. What if I just build one? All right. Yeah. Exciting stuff. So <laughs> I just looked for, I was like, really, all I need is like a case, a screen, and uh, the motherboard. So I found on good old AliExpress, man, I've, AliExpress is amazing. It's your if, favorite place in the world. If you want something on Amazon, you can get it from AliExpress for like half the price and in twice as long. <laughs> so so I found a Game Boy Color motherboard. Uh apparently it's supposed to work for 75 bucks. Okay. Free shipping. All right. And then I found a kit with the um updated backlit LCD, all of the like a, a shell, all of the buttons, even even a a, a sticker for the back of the case, uh, all of that for 50 bucks. So I ordered the, um, I, I thought about going with the key lime or whatever, the lime green one that I had originally, but I decided to go more classic Nintendo. So why don't you just paint one out? What? Well, do why don't, why don't you just take the shell and paint it whatever color you want or oh, no. sticker it? So, so like, so the thing is these are, these are slightly modified cases so that they, uh, the 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 LCD can fit in it because they are slightly larger. Um, but they have the, like different colors. Like I could have gotten like the Pokemon one or uh, the the lime green or just like yellow, blue, all that stuff. So, but I ordered the clear purple. Ooh, that's the, such a good one, right? 
And that's why. So for the total price of making my own uh, Game Boy Color, 130 bucks, which is like I didn't pay for shipping. And so here's the thing. I, I, like, I price it out. Like if I were to buy a used Game Boy Color, right? That's looking at about, um, we'll say, we'll say if I get a good price, 150 bucks, then I have to buy the upgraded LCD kit and all of that stuff. And we're looking at like, if I were to just buy the screen and the stuff that I need, not like in the modified shell or anything like that, another 45 bucks US, right? Mm-hmm. So we're looking at well over $200 to buy a used system and a screen and everything like that. So for 130 bucks all in uh i'm gonna i'm getting my own game boy color so excited when i get it in two months it's funny i can't find my game boy color i have my brother's old one so uh i would have offered it up to you because it is that super green color but i just i just can't and my game boy advance is somewhere but i'm not sure where Oh, yeah. See, you you just sent me this uh, link to Retro Cat Gaming. So I was looking at that. Uh, They do like modified stuff, right? 8,000 games for like 170. Yeah. So. I I thought about this kind of stuff. But at the same time, I enjoy making. Putting these things together, right? Like um, this, these things that they have here are pretty cool, you know, but a lot of the times they're very similar. Like some of these things are just, you know, they're something that they bought off AliExpress anyways. Yeah. I think the only (laughs) thing that would appeal to, to me about that place, and we're not going to endorse them right now um, is the fact that, okay, we'll say quote unquote, 8,000 games. If I can get an entire 64 library and SNES library, on one handheld. I mean, I'd have to get used to the handheld being like that, but cool. I know there's one on there that I think is sold out. Um, but it also holds what Genesis Saturn up to GameCube possibly. Mm-hmm. That's that's quite the advancement. Yeah, and, and the thing is 200 like, bucks, right? These are like th- for someone like me, I like to tinker with stuff. I like to take things apart, you know, like that's why you know, I have my 3D printers, right? I I enjoy the aspect of 3D printing stuff just as much as I enjoy kind of modifying it and problem solving, right? Taking stuff apart. Um, I enjoy kind of, I don't know, just looking at the internals and find, finding how things work. Uh, so I looked at some of these kits where people, like you can buy pre-done modded Nintendo uh, or Game Boy Colors and and some of these other ROM things. But it's like, you know what? I have my Wii U. I could load up any game on there if I want. I have uh, my phone. I could load up anything on there. I have my computer. I could run emulators on that if I want, right? Like, it's it's not difficult. For me, part of this bad thing that I did was the the idea and the challenge of taking these things that are kind of like taking nothing and putting it together and making it work. Yeah, I understand that. Um, Now with the game boy, this is like, there's a, there's a huge collection of games on, on 
those systems and they are very very expensive especially for pokemon getting like an original pokemon game now mm-hmm. is stupid stupid expensive um so i ordered a flash card as well <laughs> for for game boy and game Boy color um which will give me the chance to play some of these games at least until i can find physical copies of them but uh yeah like there's a there's a lot of uh there's a lot of options for people who maybe not like I feel like you're kind of more the person that would dish out the money for one of those like retro game kits before oh, absolutely before putting something together, right? Like I remember a while ago you were looking at um they were kind of like Raspberry Pi things set up with RetroArch and set up as like emulators for your your TV, right? And I'm looking at that and I'm thinking, well, I could do the same thing for, you know, half the price. Right. But it all depends on what you want and how much you want to learn and tinker with it and how much time you have. Right. I think so last weekend, you know, we had five days off and I said myself, yes, I'm going to sit one day. I'm just going to sit and play video games and do nothing. How much guess how much how much time I spent playing video games last week? Um, if you're ending the week on Sunday, that gives you Friday through Sunday three hours. Uh, well, I had a five day weekend, right? So no, no, but I'm saying like weeks end on Sunday, so I'm giving you the benefit of the doubt, saying the end. Okay, of the no, week. I'm talking about like my from from Friday from like Good Friday to Tuesday, Tuesday right? I played maybe a total of two hours, maybe three of video games because I was so busy just trying to get my Wii U working properly or I was 3D printing something or I was designing something or, or whatever. Like it was, I get so caught up in doing these other things. Like I'm actually, uh, right now I decided to set my computer up to mine Bitcoin again. Of course you did. <laughs> right. Because why not? Well, I you should a, be doing ethos now, right? Or Ethereum. Well, well, it's it's mines all of that stuff, but then it's converted to Bitcoin. Um, it's it's just one of these things like I have a pretty decent video card in my computer that can generate a little bit of money and why not put it to use? So I spent a good, you know, two hours yesterday just getting this to work with my antivirus because every th- mining thing turns into like a, a red flag on my antivirus and it tries to delete it but in the last um 12 hours or <laughs> this seems like nothing not even 12 hours i would say last like eight hours i've made three dollars and fifty cents just my computer's on right like um so that's that's the thing is like i enjoy this tinkering of stuff yeah. ask me ha- ask me how much money i'm going to make this month if i were to leave my computer on 24 7 mining Ask me uh, how much like 57 bucks. No, you'd be wrong. If you said $57, roughly $160. Well, I mean, that's worth it. But like when you, when you start looking at like what it costs to continually run your computer all day, all night, plus oh, no, the wear I, and tear on your machine, I'm not going to do that. But, and actually, you know what? Our electricity is like our electricity cost. Isn't that, that, that bad. Even if I were to say like cash out, at the end of a month, you know, our, our hydro bill for like in the summer 
right? When we're running the AC unit and all that stuff. And uh, it's like 60 bucks, 70 bucks on a bad, on yeah. a bad week or a bad month. Right? Worry about that too. So, you know, I'm still breaking even on, on costs, but I like how, <laughs> I like how this turned from me buying a Game Boy Color into crypto mining. <laughs> mining Bitcoin. Um, yeah. When what, did, I, what did you end up doing wrong? Uh, I didn't actually yeah. do anything too bad. I had this similar weekend as you. Uh, <laughs> it's funny because I set out and I, I like set time to myself where I was like, you know what? I'm going to finally like start game A, B or C. And I was like really committed to starting cyberpunk. So you lit some candles and put some some Enya on. Yeah. And I, I, was, lights. I was really committed to it. And Friday I woke up and I just felt like a bag of trash. Like I was just sore. Um, and what have you, like it just, I like I, I'm burnt out. I had quite a bit of strain over the last few weeks of work and I was just, I needed a day. I contemplated playing video games, watched, or it was also good Friday. So everything was like closed Went and picked up our fish and chips and then yeah, how were those oh, delicious? I mean, I, I, that was $55 well spent. I had, I had money or I had food the next day. It was just delicious both times. Um, but I set out and I was like, Oh, I'm going to play some more zone with the fellas tonight. Like everybody's off. It's going to be great. Uh, we ended up watching a few movies, watch Falcon and the winter soldier, went to bed. It was a, it was a really nice day. We just hung out, played some games and that kind of stuff. Saturday, Sunday, the same thing. Like I'd set out to go play video games and like I, I did go disc golfing and stuff as well, but I set out to do specific things. And for the life of me, I couldn't get around to it. Kind of, I kind of think it helped that Raven Studios decided to just mess up all the uh, the playlists on Warzone to the point where it was like there was no quads feature in Rebirth Island. And one of the groups of guys that I play with is always very much like, let's play Rebirth. Let's not play Verdansk. Like, I like the short game. You'd actually love that game, that version because once you die, you just come back to life. Like pretty much nonstop. There's no gulag, no anything like that. I hate the gulag. So none of those guys really were down to play unless they played core. Like, but they played the original modern warfare, not black ops. And I threw my disc in my series X and this really pissed me off. Um, But because I downloaded the core version to my other Xbox and I've done all the war zone updates and everything on this Xbox, I had to re if I wanted to put core on this system as well, I had to uh, delete all the original files and then reinstall it off the disc first. I was not going to spend an hour and a half redownloading every single piece of call of duty just to play last year's game. So yeah, that's kind of ridiculous. Yeah. So I didn't, I didn't play anything. I played Madden for maybe two hours this weekend and that was about it. And it was just because I was like, I mean, there's lots of trades going on and stuff in the real world, so I kind of got that like Madden itch. But yeah, I barely played anything all weekend. Um, I did watch the Space Jam trailer, though. Oh, hold on. Before we get into that, you want to know what else I did last weekend? Oh my god, what else did you do? I finally took my $13 scooter out for a spin. I'm, and- I, I, <laughs> I'm not shocked, but uh, did it hold up? Did you maintain oh my speed god. for the whole time? Okay, hold on. So... I I modded the of course I did. I modded the dashboard so that I could connect it to the Segway uh mobile app 
because the one that I have is like, it's by a, another company. It's same scooter as the Segway ones, but it's slightly different. So essentially I modded the, uh, the dashboard on it so that it, I enabled Bluetooth so I could connect it to the Segway app, which will then track my trips and my speeds, my mileage and stuff like that. So my trip, yes, are the other week on was what Sunday when I went. Yeah. Uh, 45 minutes on a, on a single charge, which is not too bad at all because that was kind of going up and down like some pretty steep hills and, and whatnot. Uh, 13 kilometers. And max speed, 30 kilometers an hour downhill. Well, you're going to need a license My, for that thing. I, I know that's downhill. Average average speed is about 20 to 25 kilometers an hour, which is which isn't too bad for someone my weight and and uh, some of the inclines and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, man, that thing is that thing zippy. It's fun. <laughs> it's zippy. <laughs> All right. Let's get into some actual news. <laughs> as much as I love talking about your scooter, you're going to probably record a video. Ooh, actually, can you do the whole um, Fleetwood Mac TikTok, but for our TikTok <laughs> with your scooter? Maybe. With ocean maybe. spray or do it with whatever you want. Maybe some eggy milk because so, you can buy it some places. So the problem with the problem with that is that uh, it's not a skateboard and I have to steer it with one hand. Well, it sounds like <laughs> you need to get a drone that follows you around. Oh, man. Don't give me any ideas because I will totally do that. And next thing you know, I'll be sleeping on your couch because I'll be kicked out of the house. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't I don't think Chris will appreciate that too much. You know what else she didn't appreciate? And I'm going back to Space Jam. Space right. Jam. Space Jam? I don't understand the necessity for this film. Like, at all. Space Jam was good. But you're just remaking Space Jam. And yes, for sports fans out there, a lot of it is like, LeBron versus Michael. What what are we now going to like test their legacy on who beat the better monsters? Like, I don't, I don't get it. It looks cool. The, the graphics look far better than anything you would have ever seen in Looney Tunes, but I just didn't get the trailer. Well, I would hope that it looks better than from like the original because 1995. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like you, you even mentioned to me in pre-show, like you, you don't understand the the hate for it. So I watched the trailer, and then I read some of the comments on on some of the Reddit threads, and people were like hating on it, they, saying that it's just Ready Player One. Um, I mean, the so Iron Giant is the reason that. Yeah, was like it's just and and they in the trailer like they explain like he's not in what is it tune tune. Looney He's Tune not in Looney Tune Land, yeah. They are transferred into like a like a multiverse type digital world thing, which then I believe makes they call sense. it cyberspace. Cyberspace, yeah, which makes sense as to why there's all these other things in there, right? Um, the clearly the movie is made for children. That's the thing is, uh, these movies obviously they wouldn't make like these big big way executives aren't sitting in there their tower saying, you know what? Let's remake the Looney Tunes uh, Space Jam movie 
with LeBron James and make it appeal to the people who grew up watching it back in like 94. No, it's literally made for children. So they're going to, they're going to add things in there to appeal to the people who watched the originals um, and people who kind of grew up and so that they can get these references or, or whatnot. But the movie isn't made for kids or sorry, isn't made for adults. It's made for kids, right? See, on the contrary, um, just by a lot of the references that you see in the trailer, I think this has a lot more adult um, eye candy than you would think. Like Jim Carrey's The Mask is in it. You see oh, a bunch of like though. the Batmans. I think this is a very good showcase for like a lot of the Warner properties. And I think that was really good. But it's very well known that LeBron James just wanted to make Space Jam because he wants to be Michael Jordan. He doesn't want to be better than Michael Jordan. I think he wants to be Michael Jordan. Um, I have a still saved up on, uh, or like, because I watched the trailer again before we recorded. Mm -hmm. And like the Toon Squad jersey is sponsored by both Nike and LeBron James's clothing line. Did that have to make the movie? Yeah. That's how, they got, that's how they got their funding to do it. But the original Toon Squad didn't have the Air jo- uh, the Air Jordan logo on it. Like, yeah. There, there's a lot of, like, I understand a lot of the hate. I also have a hard time really understanding how Don Cheadle is being perceived as a bad guy. Obviously, that's the idea of a movie trailer to, like, draw you in and sucker mm-hmm. you in, but. You know, I, I don't I, know. I, I I think for what it is, though, like it'll be an enjoyable film, right? I think, and now I could be wrong. It could it could suck, but I think if they are putting in a lot of references for, like you said, like their other their other Warner Brothers kind of media stuff, um, obviously they know that this movie is going to make money, um, so. Th- they're clearly not too worried about that. Uh, I think if anything, it'll just be an enjoyable kind of little film, not little film, big, big movie, but I think it'll just be enjoyable. If, if kids enjoy it, then they've succeeded in what they were setting out to do, right? Make a kid's movie. I'm just, I'm very curious. Is it going to have the same legacy as space jam? The first one? Absolutely not. Guaranteed no. Impossible. Um, but I think it will hold up on its own. I think, honestly, if they if Space Jam was not an actual thing, if Space Jam never came out and this was the first and only Space Jam movie, people's reactions would be different. I, I agree with that. Um, the only thing that kind of piques my curiosity is right now it says in theaters and on HBO Max, July 16th. Is this going to be like when HBO Max and Crave in Canada got the Justice League on launch, but didn't get Wonder Woman? Or like, which one's it going to be? Like, are we going to get it on the 16th or are we going to have to wait for it? Like Wonder Woman, we had to wait. So that that would be where I'm at on this. I'm I don't think I would ever pay to see this movie. Like, um, um, you know what? Like, if we were in non pandemic times and I could 
go to the theaters and nothing else was on, I could see myself going on like a cheap Tuesday or something like that to see this. I mean, yeah, maybe on I the feel big like screen, it, the colors would look really cool. It would I be- feel like it's it's f- going to be a fun movie. You know, not like a movie that you sit down and you really need to focus and pay attention to the story. Like, it's just it's just going to be an enjoyable movie to watch, you know, kind of like Ready Player One, where they had so many things in the background that even if you didn't necessarily get what the hell was going on in the story, there was enough stuff going on in the background that you grew up knowing something. One -hmm. of those things that they put in there. Right. So. It was enjoyable for people on different levels. You know, people who didn't know who the Iron Giant was still could enjoy the movie. But people who do knew who do know who the Iron Giant was or is enjoy just that much more. Right. And I think maybe if anything, um, if the movie uh, Space Jam 2 isn't very good there will be enough stuff kind of in the background to, you know, give people like a, Oh, you know, that that's cool. I, I like that guy in the background. That's cool that they put the game of Thrones dragon in it. Yeah. See, the thing is, I wouldn't know that that's a game of Thrones dragon. I would just know that that is a, uh, a dragon, right? Uh, I'm not going to lie. I I didn't put it together until, um, I saw like a, a like somebody re- like trying to go over all the characters. Right. Fair enough. But still, like, that's the thing, though. It's like there's there's a little bit of something for everyone, you know, and people are so quick to judge movies based off of the trailers. Um, that's because you know, we've been burnt before. Well, here's the thing. Like, have you watched? Have you been watching the Mighty Ducks show on Disney Plus? I still have not watched it. No. OK, you should watch it. Honestly, it's really good. Because if you asked me, you know, two, three weeks ago, what I would think about it, I'd be like, really? Like they're redoing a Mighty Duck show and like TV, like TV show. That seems kind of stupid, but um, we're actually really enjoying it. Like this, clearly it's made for children, but there's enough stuff that connects to the movies and there's enough humor in it for kind of adults in a sense that it is enjoyable for someone in their thirties. Right. Like people are so quick to just, because it's not what they want. They're quick to just kind of shut it down. Right. Um, You know, like it's like some of these DC fans that are absolute diehard fans thinking that the Snyder cut was a cinematic masterpiece. Right. Mm They, they, are blinded by the fact that, you know, it itself, the justice league Snyder cut has its flaws and a lot of them, but because it is something that they've wanted for so long, they don't see that, you know, um, take star Wars, uh, the force awakens, you know, that movie, the first one in the, in the prequel trilogy did like what, like $2 billion. Worldwide, uh, something like roughly, that, like yeah. something stupid. And the thing is, is like when it first came out, it was such a huge hit, and people kept seeing it because it was so long since we had a a, a feature length Star Wars film, right? But then it wasn't until afterwards that people kind of took a step back and 
and started analyzing it and seeing it what for like seeing it for what it really is you know it is it a horrible movie no i don't think it's it's a horrible movie the first one by any means is it a great movie no it's literally a recap of uh new hope but then people are later on you know like just the diehard fans for star wars that argue over the fact uh like argue over every little bit of details in the the prequel trilogy or, or sorry the sequel trilogy right because it's not something that they wanted but then there's still people and i, and I have to agree with a lot of the stuff there's a lot of stuff in the sequels that i dislike that i think are stupid and it's all convoluted but there's also like i also realize that there's a whole generation of people that have never grew like that never grew up on star wars or they only grew up on the prequels or like you know like there, there's their view of those movies are so limited to only maybe mostly the sequels and they love it right so when it comes down to remakes or sequels to movies that we grew up in uh, that we grew up with right like the mighty ducks like uh space jam like jumanji right you know if people don't want those remakes then they get all kind of their panties up in a bunch and it's like oh if i don't like this you shouldn't either right you you watch the jumanji movies yeah, right? they were they were different. So they here's were- the thing: when when Jumanji when they remade Jumanji, I thought this is like what a stupid idea. Like what a like this is dumb, right? But then we watched it, and I actually enjoyed it. It was a different take on the whole Jumanji kind of idea. They modernized it enough so that people could relate to it, right? By turning it into a video game and not a board game. Um, and they they had enough in there that was like they had enough jokes for adults and kids and all that stuff and then you know what it made me want to see the second one and they were they're both they're both good movies in their own right are they as good as the original jumanji movie with robin williams absolutely not but are they solid films on their own yes right so i think that with space jam will it be a solid film on its own I honestly right now think it will. Will it compare at all to Space Jam 1994? Absolutely not. And that's okay. Because David said it's okay. Um, I was just looking up while you were talking as well. Um, Unfortunately, Canada, we are not getting it on launch, which is another argument I have for another day. But how is it in this pandemic-stricken year if you're paying for the HBO Max equivalent in Canada, you are not getting these movies on launch. But again, that's for a later argument. Today, Licensing. today we have a, a different type of argument. Something that I never thought I'd ever be opposed to, and I don't think I am opposed to it per se, but I finally questioned Game Pass to you the other day because of news that broke. And it was a it was a doozy of an announcement. Do you want to tell everybody yeah, what the announcement was? No, because I don't know which one you're talking about exactly. The the <laughs> the major, the big one. Um, oh, so MLB. At, yeah, as as you yeah. all know, for the first time ever, MLB the show will be on Xbox, which is huge. This game comes out on April twentieth. Myself, like many others, had it pre ordered. Myself, like others. 
have canceled our pre-orders. Not because... But Sean, why? You were so excited for this game. Not Yeah. <laughs> Perfect amount of vamping. Um, not because I'm not excited for the game. Not because I don't want to spend $70. Because I had it on a pre-order discount. Because Microsoft just went... Hold my beer. And they... No, Microsoft doesn't drink beer. They drink Mountain Dew. Fine, right? Microsoft... Yeah, they were like, here, please hold, hold, hold my, my varication, my varication can. <laughs> yeah, my Mountain Dew, my Doritos and my Taco Bell all at the same time. And I want you to hold on to these while I, I blow your pants off. And it's not because of the products you're about to take in. <laughs> it's, because it's the products you're going to give. They've decided to just be like, hey, hey, Sony. Fuck you. And they put MLB The Show on Game Pass. Not not a month from now. Not not in May or in June when you'd think they would do it. No, on launch. On launch. And retailers are livid. And like we've seen this before with a few other uh, AAA games that have kind of dropped, especially Microsoft properties. This isn't a Microsoft property. This is a game that perennial or i guess annually sells fairly well in north america because it is a baseball game it's one of the best well it is the best the best the only sim it's yeah it's the only baseball simulator though unless unless you want to play a front office sim which is out of the park which is only pc so what they've done is not only have they like they they've just They've essentially crippled the extra economy that these these small brick and mortars, these GameStops, these Walmarts, all the all these different companies were kind of banking on because there was that thirst by Microsoft fans, right? Thirst. Well, what else? What else would you call it? Like Microsoft. No, no, I I, I totally agree for this game. I have wanted a baseball like a good baseball simulator on xbox for a very long time and and retailers had to like just saw this as dollar signs right and microsoft seemingly swooped it up now don't get me wrong there are people who are still gonna buy the collector's edition because again there's a first for everything i'm still contemplating it but now i don't have to rush out and get it but Mm. so we we have the people who are still gonna buy it because they want collector's editions and then there's that that smaller percentage where a year ago, maybe Game Pass users were about 50-50, maybe generously 60-40. But you have to imagine since the launch of the Series X, Game Pass subscriptions have increased. Oh, I would yeah, pro- absolutely. I'd probably say confidently it's at about an 80-20 right now for just live users versus or game Game Pass Ultimate users versus live users. Correct. Where that that's fairly a, a fairly good assumption. Yeah, I, I I would say so because they've made it so easy to transfer over to a Game Pass uh, subscription, right? Like convert your your gold subscription to Game Pass for a dollar, right? Like stuff like that. So I guess I guess retailers are still banking on those players who just want to buy the game but don't have Game Pass. To, to come and buy the game. And you know what? All the power to them. I mean, Game Pass is not for everybody. Um, 
and and that's okay. Like I I believe one out of every probably three or four of my friends don't have Game Pass. Like some people just have it to have it. I, I know one person sp- uh, specifically who has Game Pass because they bought it for two years at a dollar a month, and they don't play anything other than Call of Duty. <laughs> So oh, I thought you were like hinting at me. <laughs> no, like you are like I am with Game Pass and like my my other Xbox has it a little bit more, but I just constantly download games, try them. If I don't like the first like hour of the game, I'll just delete it. Mm-hmm. I, I have no qualms against that. Currently, I have every sports game that's available because it's on Game Pass. Well, funny, funny you said that, though, because there's a shit ton of uh, sports games that are coming off Game Pass. Oh, is the in list the next, out for this month? next little bit? Uh, yeah. So actually, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll get into that as well because, oh man, it's, this is actually kind of a perfect segue because Microsoft just announced uh, what's coming to Game Pass in April. And this is just another thorn in the side for Sony because um, in a sense, so Sony announced the other day that PlayStation now they're kind of forgotten subscription streaming service. Um, They have added some new games to that as of this week. Um, And what is it? They added. Where did I find it? Shit. Okay, here we are. Marvel's Avengers, Borderlands 3, The Long Dark. That's a that's an impressive three games. Three games that they're adding to their PlayStation Now streaming servers. Um, Borderlands 3 has been on Game Pass for a while, I believe. The Long Dark has been on Game Pass for a while. Um, and the only the only one that really stands out is Marvel's Avengers because it didn't sell very well. Um, and it, it, uh, just kind of, yeah, didn't sell very well. So they're kind of pushing that. Now here's the thing though. They also announced, or I guess their PlayStation plus games for April were announced or they're, they're out now, uh, days gone, which was a free game for PlayStation five owners. So, and that's also been on game or uh, PlayStation now. So they've given that game away for free quite a bit. And that game uh, is so disappointing. Like it's it's not a horrible game, but it's yeah. I think they it didn't do as well as they were hoping. Uh, Zombie Army Four and Odd World Soulstorm, which is their so I think what what Sony's doing to try and compete with Game Pass because Microsoft all of their first party games or or even Microsoft owned publishers, right? Mm-hmm. They uh, their games are coming on Game Pass day one. So what Sony's doing with PlayStation Plus is they're adding a PlayStation 5 game on their PlayStation Plus lineup. Now, the thing is, is there's not many PlayStation 5 games, right? So right now, they're kind of limited to new games. So Soulstorm, it's it's launching like it just came out. Um, this was one game that I was not really interested in playing, but because it's PlayStation Plus and it's free, whatever, I'll, I'll give it a go. But Here's the thing, though. Zombie Army 4 is a PlayStation Plus game. Microsoft just announced their 
games coming to Game Pass. So we've already discussed MLB The Show. Grand Theft Auto Five is coming, coming to back. Game Pass. Coming back. Disneyland Adventure is coming back. It's Rush, already on there. Disney, I saw it. The yeah, it's day. on there. It's coming to cloud, like so you can play it on your phones. Well, yeah. Uh NHL 21 is coming. Uh, a bunch of other some other games, but they're also adding Zombie Army 4. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> on cloud console and PC. So it's just kind of like for people who it, it it Microsoft is making it a difficult choice for people who have both a PlayStation 5 or hell even a PS4 and an Xbox one because if they keep doing this where they have big titles that Sony is putting out and it's included in their Game Pass subscription you know what's the point of even getting PlayStation Plus or subscribing to PlayStation now right um and the, the it, it's just kind of uh, interesting that Zombie Army 4 is is on both because I know that these companies like Sony and Microsoft, they make deals with the publishers for these games. So clearly, you know, whichever company has come out with uh, Zombie Army 4, I forget which one it is, um, Rebellion, they clearly made a deal with Sony and Microsoft at the same time. <laughs> More money for them, right? <laughs> it's um, a shocking an- announcement for everybody involved. Yeah, and but see, the thing is, is so like you said, so um, what was the hockey one? NHL twenty one is coming to Game Pass, right? And you yeah. said that you have all of like the sports games on there from Game Pass. Well, yes, but I, well, I also saw the list that you were referring to. Yeah, Madden April sixteen through twenty eight are all no, old games. 15 through 25. Well, yes. 25 is and, just a celebratory edition of 18. Okay. Yeah. But those are coming off and an NHL 18 and 19. Right. I get it. They're old games and like who's playing them. Right. But still, it's just like, that's a significant amount of, uh, amount of games to pull off of, especially like it's essentially like entire franchises. Uh, my guess for that is because, people aren't spending money on the microtransactions for those older games. So if they release just NHL 21, yeah, sure. People will get the game for free or as part of their subscription. Right. And then they'll hopefully spend money on, uh, microtransactions, but I'm going to be totally honest with you. I'm not going to be playing NHL 21. I'm going to be playing the show 21, maybe with my good friend, Sean, well, let, let me uh, let me kind of shed some light on this whole Madden NHL old thing, okay? So the Madden 25, um, if you already owned it, amazing. Like that, that was a celebration cover. A lot of these older ones are just to see older players or play with older teams before like they advanced. When you look at NHL 18 and 19 as an example, the NHL 20 and 21 communities are still pr- like they're large. So there's no reason, like I know as somebody who owns EA Play or was subscribing to EA Play before Game Pass kind of came along and took it over. I'd always have the last year's game on, but like I wasn't really playing them. Like Madden, this is how, I haven't had to buy a Madden game in years because of Game Pass or and EA Play. So when you're removing these games, like this really doesn't feel like anything to me unless I care about like the, the version that like Antonio Brown was on the cover type of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. So it really doesn't matter to me. 
all that is is like original rosters. That's all that really matters. So I wouldn't I don't mind that leaving. The Grand Theft Auto nugget is interesting though. Because there's that weird Rockstar will like put it up for three months, then get rid of it. Put it up for three months, then get rid of it. And then I thought this wave would have been like the the one where we get Red Dead back. But who knows? So my my I guess my question is to you at least right now. Why? Like, why are they like the, this? This MLB the Show move is unique for two reasons. One, they know their player base will play it, or at least a, a large chunk of their player base. The demand is there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But when you look at the size of the Series X console and the Series S console, you have to think people are running out of room. I'm starting to think they're going to add they're adding all these AAA titles at a, an exponential rate to get people to download more and more and more to eventually expand out their Xbox because you know as well as I do you can't really use the the expand or regular expansion hard drives like you did on the last system because the loading is different and you said something about what is it disk speed that's required to launch the Series X games doesn't match um well Yes and no. Like so any any game that is optimized for the Xbox Series X needs to run off of the internal storage or uh the the jump pack. Um, the jump pack, yeah. But any other Xbox One game can still be played off of the an external hard drive. No problem. So Wait, could you repeat that second part again? Just so I, ma- I so made sure. I- any any Xbox One game can be played off of an external hard drive on your Xbox Series X. They don't have to be played off of the internal storage. Okay, yeah. So that makes the, total sense. The advantage of having it installed on your internal storage is you're going to have slightly faster load times, or I guess significantly faster load times, but it's not a requirement to play any older games. So then my question would be, how how do I frame this in a way that, that articulates what I'm, I'm thinking. If you're an Xbox series X user like myself, and I currently have black ops optimized for series X dirt, dirt five optimized for series X Madden, 21 again optimized like every game that i have on my series x is optimized for series x Mm -hmm. um i think i i just actually deleted um watchdogs and went back to or like i have it on the one but that was to make room for rainbow six which is now also optimized so my hard drive is filled with optimized games and i'm trying to sit here go and like actually think about it and be like okay so what am i going to remove when the show comes on because I could put it on either one of my Xboxes. That's fine. No issue, no qualm there. But why would I? Why can't I just put it here? I'm very dangerously close to buying the expansion. I just wish it wasn't $300. Uh, well, the thing is, is you don't have to. You can always just uninstall a game. 
I mean, I guess I could, but why would I want to? I like I like having the variety of jumping into a few games. Madden, I'm almost done with. Once I'm done the story mode, I'll probably get rid of it. And then I still have, I think I have Outer Worlds on this system and the other one, even though I'm not playing it. But, oh, I have Cyberpunk set up too. Like, I just have so many games taking up hardware or hard drive space and the fact that Call of Duty takes 200 gigs because, yeah. Well, that seems to be a, a you problem because I don't have that issue. It is a me problem. I Like, I'd rather have this this problem than Sony's problems of having no hard drive space after just putting Call of Duty on my console. This is but true. To each so, his own. The thing is, though, is, and I, and I, I know I'd mentioned this to you, uh, like earlier in the week, just kind of in our own conversation, uh, like you're you're wondering if kind of adding all these things on here is is Microsoft's way of pushing people to buy this, you know, expanded storage solution. And I don't think so because it's not it's it's one hundred percent not needed. You know, they're not saying that you have to have all of these games installed on your system, you're choosing to keep them installed, right? Yes, um, and yes, much. it is very expensive right now because it is new technology. The PlayStation five is in the same, the, the same situation. The only difference is that the PlayStation five has a different form factor for their expanded storage. The PS five will use the standard M dot two, uh, style SSDs. So you can buy these for, you know, computers for, you can buy external cases for these things. Uh, so it's, it's a standard uh, design that any tech manufacturer could potentially make. Microsoft has gone with a proprietary format, which is in a sense more user friendly because it's literally a plug and play, right? You just slide into the back of the console and you're good to go. Right. Whereas with the PS five, you have to pop the side off. You have to screw some stuff in and all that stuff. Right. It's a little more in depth of an upgrade, but they're both using the same technology. They're both using PCIe gen four M dot two technology. The only difference, like I said, is that Microsoft has gone with a proprietary form factor. Um, at least right now, it's available for the Xbox. Um, Microsoft, or sorry, Sony has not released an update to enable the port on the PS5. Um, they're still like kind of, I guess, doing tests on which hardware is, you know, going to be. Uh, approved, I guess, for the PS5 because it has to meet certain speed standards and everything because it has to match that of the internal SSD. Um, but yes, the the cost of it will go down. Now we don't know if Microsoft has or if if Seagate has a an exclusive deal with Microsoft to make these expansion packs, or if other third parties, if you know. Kingston will be able to make them if SanDisk will be able to make it or Samsung, right? All of these manufacturers that make flash storage can potentially make these devices for these systems. They just have to have the license from Microsoft. And if 
Microsoft has an exclusive deal with um, Seagate, then it'll be some time before we get that. Now, the price, the cost of these cards will drop significantly over the next few years. Um, but an M an M2 uh, card or a, uh, is very similar in price to um, Gen 4. Yeah, very similar in price to the Xbox One. Just looking at like uh, on Amazon real quick here. Uh, Gen 4, one terabyte NVMe M.2 card. Mm-hmm. Um, 280 for one terabyte for and that's uh that that's something that could potentially work in a playstation 5 once they they update it but this is using the same technology that they have for the xbox so the xbox one is what 299 canadian yeah so this is slightly cheaper because this isn't a uh this is sab 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 rent they are not a um what's the word they're not like a main player in like a well-known brand they they make uh they're kind of like a like a chinese company type equivalent of samsung or you know for for uh flash storage but like a samsung one let's see uh the samsung 980 this is a pcie4 299 for one terabyte so you're looking at the exact same price point for the same technology for the same speeds and everything for both systems. Um, this is still new technology, you know, yeah. PCIe gen four or gen three, sorry, the previous ones, when those first came out, they were the same price. You know, I bought a one terabyte M two card for my computer and it cost me 130 bucks. Right. But that's because since you know, since its inception, it's now a full generation later and the cost of making them now is substantially less. Right. And that's how it's going to be. I think, I honestly think that by this time next year, the price of these things will drop by, you know, maybe 50, 60 bucks. I know actually right now there is a shortage of flash memory chips in the world (laughs) because Because of of, course, because of um, everything pandemic and then there was that big shipping truck or container ship thing that was stuck oh the Suez canal yeah so there's a shortage of a a lot of this stuff so prices are kind of increasing right now but i think once these shortages kind of get dealt with the price of these will come down and honestly if samsung or sorry if um seagate doesn't have an exclusive um exclusiveness to create the flash memory chips for the uh, xbox i think it'll be cheaper to upgrade your playstation 5 storage than it will be to upgrade your xbox series storage yeah i kind of figured it would be only a matter of time before like patents and permits just kind of like even when you look at some nintendo um peripherals right like the first six months you see nothing on the market and then all of a sudden everybody like biogenic can do whatever they want Mm -hmm. so I mean, the only good thing that has kind of led to this Game Pass thing on my behalf anyways is, yeah, I get the game for free at midnight on uh, April 20th. But now I can save the money that I was going to spend on that and not feel guilty buying Pokemon Snap. Because usually, like, Mm -hmm. I try and limit myself to a a game 
a month or bi-monthly. Like I just like to spend my money elsewhere. And I've lost a few discs <laughs> over the last week, so I've got to replace those. Silly water hazards. Tricks are for kids. Don't um, throw your frisbees into the water there. Believe it or not, yesterday when I lost one, uh, it was just the flukiest thing. Like It looked perfectly fine. It took a weird skip off the ground, and it was just far enough away that I couldn't reach it. So I'm hoping that somebody on the grounds eventually goes and picks it up. And then that solves kind of the issue. So that, that's where I'm at for that. But at least I can still buy Pokemon without feeling overly guilty. Right. So that's a good thing. That's true. But I don't know. That's that's kind of where I'm thinking or where I'm kind of wondering. I also know that like Microsoft's really trying to still push subscriptions because they're not satisfied with the quota that they have for Game Pass Ultimate right now. And it it means a lot of varying things to a lot of people, but I know the PlayStation community is just, they're upset. And for that flex that they can have at the beginning of every month where they're just like, look at what we got. Look at what you don't have. Okay. Mm -hmm. Great. Like bully for you. You've accomplished it. You guys now have the best free games every month. Let's just take a look at what games with gold are for the month of April. Shall we? Um, Games with Gold Spotlight. Of course, the link I posted didn't actually have it. Games with Gold April. Bet you they're shitty games because that's what always happens when it comes to... Okay, so you get Vikings, Wolves of Midgard. Not a very good game. Truck Racing Championship. Uh, That's a great, great game. Have you played it? They're, They're... yeah, it's <laughs> it's not horrible. Like it's stupid. It's not America, uh, American pro. What is that? Eighteen wheeler American pro trucker. Yeah. Um. Oh, Dark Void, the Xbox 360, and um, Hard Corpse Uprising. Wow, just just wow. I'm so glad that I pay for this service. It says here um, in the video with $129 and $96 in value and a total of 3,200 gamer score because people still care about that. All these games look terrible. Yeah. And, and I, that's like a big complaint that I, I don't doubt that Microsoft is trying to kind of get rid of games with, or Xbox live gold. Um, what was it? It was a few months ago, right? When they tried to increase the price of it. Yeah. And everyone's like really pissed off about that. Um, I think eventually they're going to get rid of it in general. And it will be part of Game Pass Ultimate. I think that will be a requirement. Or it might just be part of Game Pass because you can buy Game Pass just for consoles as well. Like the the, the difference between Game Pass Ultimate is that it, it includes Xbox Live Gold, so you can play online, and you have Game Pass access on PC and mobile as well. But you can also subscribe to just Game Pass, which uh, doesn't include gold, and it's only for consoles. So I could see that Microsoft kind of getting rid of Xbox Live Gold and including that in with base Game Pass, right? So by Game Pass, you get Xbox Live Gold there, and you can get it on just the console. Yeah. Uh, 
and then they're going to keep their Game Pass Ultimate where you can it, it costs more, but you can access on PC as well. Uh, I think that's essentially what they're going to um, going for. <sighs> Sony doesn't have really much that they can do to compete against uh, Microsoft in this sense. Unless they put um, the show up for free. And then the year that like, obviously the publishers of MLB, the show knew what they were getting into when they signed the deal with Microsoft. And okay, obviously, sorry, you know who the publisher for the show is, right? Yeah. It's Sony and somebody it's else. It's Sony. Right? Santa Monica studio is the developer, but Sony is the publisher. Sony themselves have made this deal with Microsoft for it to go on Game Pass. You know, the developers only, like, they have so much play in it. Sure, like, they get money, but ultimately comes down to the publisher. Like, they are the boss, right? So Sony had to have agreed to put Game Pass on, or sorry, to put the show 21 on Game Pass. And the thing is, is Sony's still making money because any game that goes on Game Pass, any game that gets given away with uh, games with gold, same with PlayStation Plus and same with games that are on PlayStation Now, the developers and the publishers get money for that. So, you know, if anything, it's actually probably going to work out better in Sony's favor for the game to be on Game Pass because they're going to get paid for every person who downloads that game. So they've just made their game accessible for the first time to every single game pass subscriber on xbox on and and now people like like you don't have to decide whether they're going to buy that game or buy another one they can get mlb the show for free part of their game pass subscription sony is still making money so now people if they even if they weren't going to buy another game now they have money to spend on microtransactions more money for sony right yeah it's honestly, I think it was a smart move. Uh, yeah, it did piss off a lot of game retailers, but at the same time, they don't make much money off of game sales anyways. Yeah, uh, just to read you a quote from an article. Xbox Game Pass has nearly 18 million subscribers. As such, it makes a lot of sense that Sony and the MLB would see this as an attractive opportunity. It was a, a conscious decision from Microsoft to put the cat among the pigeons. The deal exposes how great of a deal Xbox Game Pass truly is for multi-platform gaming, as well as the fact that you can't look away from the amount of microtransactions that are currently being processed in both Madden, Madden and FIFA, as well as NBA 2K21 on the Game Plus uh, Pass platform. So they're looking at this as like, okay, if we can make some money off the card games and aesthetics, let's do this. Hopefully it works out. I really like the only thing I'm very worried about is it works kind of like Grand Theft Auto or Red Dead where we get it for three months at a time. Because that'll be the disappointing part for me, because if it's only going to be three months, I'm just going to buy the game, you know? Well, yeah, that's, that's what they want, right? Yeah, it's like a, a try before you buy or a rental. Mm-hmm. But I can't. I can't even be mad. Well, I'm not mad at it because I benefit from it. I'm paying my my money for it. And when you look at the way Game Pass is constructed, you're buying a game a year anyways, if not two. So who cares? Yeah. Um, do you want to do Falcon and the Winter Soldier quickly before we leave? Yes, I do. 
Excellent. Oh, I wanted to tell you one quick thing. I okay. played Star Wars Battlefront today while I was waiting for uh, my door to get painted at my uh, my dwelling. Oh, yeah. Congratulations. And it took five minutes to fill a lobby and it was 1v1. <laughs> uh, yeah. What, what what mode were you playing? Uh, I just uh, did quick multiplayer. Oh. It took me to uh, Jabba's Palace and uh, I was able to successfully like transport the unit by myself. It was it was great. Yeah, it's weird that there was like one other person playing because it's the game is still fairly active. So I don't know what something must must have been up with your system or whatnot. But and it's cross platform with PC. So there, and like is that it? was yeah. I don't think it's cross play though. It's not cross play. Oh, maybe not then. No. Um. Yeah, because I've anytime I've hopped in, it's been fairly full games. But that is uh, one big issue with Battlefront Two. Because nobody's playing. Is the long, no, the long load times. Takes freaking forever. Yeah. Do you know what didn't take forever? The um, getting into the nitty gritty of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. My goodness, we're halfway through the series now and it is action packed. It's emotionally driven. Is it only six episodes? Yeah. It's only six hours of content. Oh, wow. Um, I also, I do appreciate how kind of woke the, the series is. I know we talked about it the last time we, we talked about an episode, but the, anything from like the Avengers struggles with money versus like them living at the Avengers compound, um, to, um, even just, um, some racial, uh, some racial stuff, like in the second episode, when they talked about having a black super soldier, like they didn't see. Like that was never been made aware to anybody, right? Mm-hmm. And he also took the man, or he was one of the people who was there when Steve Rogers was under ice, but nobody was really aware of super soldiers at the time, especially Sam, who wasn't educated on it, which was crazy. Um, we did get some comments about the whole um, Sam and the bank thing from episode one. I wanted to bring them up last week, but we had some technical issues. If you guys didn't have a key near the end of the episode, kind of made a little bit of sense. <laughs> um, people are forgetting that Sam ran from the law. Sam broke out of the prison on the raft and was a fugitive for two years before he got pardoned and rejoined the military after the events of Endgame. People are like, oh my God, Tony Stark didn't pay Sam. It's not that Tony Stark didn't pay Sam. When he lived at the uh, the compound and whatever, sure. But the Sokovia Accords made it so it was a government-run program. The government mm-hmm. paid for them. Don Cheadle was ha- happily paid as an Air Force member and uh, an Avenger. Like, I don't understand. And, like, they were just also very cool with just letting Natasha go back to work. Fine, whatever, cool. Doesn't matter. But that was a complaint I heard a lot. And I just wanted to kind of clarify it because I know we kind of talked about it a little bit, but that wasn't really something that altered the story for me a little bit or at all. The The story in general has been very, very good and very, very grippy, but I, I'm very interested to hear what you have to say, Mr. I hate WandaVision. Well, I still hate WandaVision. I think uh, for three episodes, it is being more in line with the movies, like the, the feel of the movies than WandaVision was. Yeah. Um, each episode 
is I, I feel like the story is progressing at a decent pace. Um, they explore a, how do I want to put this? They always have a problem that they have to kind of overcome in each episode. Right. Or I guess in a sense, like they are looking at their next objective. Right. And they complete that. And then it leads to something else. And it's it the whole time, you know, what's going on, you know, what they're doing, where they're going. And it's just, you're just kind of along for the ride. Um, I like how they are doing I think they're doing a great job kind of exploring the relationship and the, the, the emotional side of Bucky and uh, Sam. It's Sam, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, I, I like that because they're making the, the one thing I dislike about superhero films is that they are just, a lot of times they're just regular people with, you know, some extraordinary tech or abilities or training, right? Like Sam isn't a superhero in the sense of, you know, he's got superpowers, right? He's got his suit and he's strong and he's trained, right? Bucky has like his arm and he's been, he's physically changed due to the superhero or super soldier serum stuff. Right. But a lot of times like these people are just normal guys, right? Guys and gals. So I like how they are kind to kind of bringing that humanity back to these characters and it's making uh, them more easily relatable. Yeah. Um, kind of, you know, like what they did in the first episode and, and the second one and showing real life issues that they have dealt with or real life issues that they are currently dealing with. Um, in relation to everything that's been going on. Uh, and then I, I think that they do a good job balancing that stuff and connecting it to the actual story that they're, they're trying to show and, and the bigger picture. Did, did you notice there was at least two, um, two different scenes in the last two episodes where you kind of go like, something seems off here. And like, I I did read about it, but I know the scene where they're in the, um, the shipping containers, like in that Mm -hmm. guy's lab, Mm -hmm. you could see the audio was actually dubbed over because the storyline was going to go a different way. But because of COVID, they actually had to change some of the storyline. And also when Bucky gets on that truck and he starts talking about the vaccines, it just kind of disappears um, and again, like the, the pans away and the screens overdubbed, um, they, they did have some finishing restraints and it's, it's very interesting to see kind of what could have been, because I think it's very known that like, even the girl who was playing that, um, oh, why can't I think of her name? The mother who passes away, um, the freedom fighters mother, um, they like she was a bigger actor and they were really shocked that uh, uh Carly Morgan's I, I, I can't remember the person uh but she dies right and she was a bigger actor she was supposed to be in it a little bit deeper and then they just kind of killed off her character without mm. kind of warning um so I'm very interested to see kind of where they go with things because there, it definitely seemed to me anyways that there were things missing like that, the way that scene was cut together, it was 
odd. Like he goes from them talking about how there's extra vials to him all of a sudden, like Zemo cocking a gun. And you know he's up to something, right? Like, why'd he kill that guy? Yeah. Well, he also has said, like, he doesn't want anyone else with, like, well, he says that he doesn't want that super serum stuff out in the open, but maybe he just wants it for himself. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It just, it seems, it seemed very odd to me. And I, I know that's a thing. Um, I have some predictions kind of coming up for what's going to happen in the last three hours. Sharon Carter, as much as I was super excited to have her back because who doesn't love Sharon Carter? Um, she's up to something. She, I don't think she works for the pawnbroker, but I do believe she's either working for sword or she's an operative somewhere else. That's not like why get in the car and be like, we have two problems. Okay. What are the problems? Is it one Falcon and the winter soldier? And is the other one Zemo Two, Zemo's clearly up to something. And three, I think Sam's going to end up taking the super soldier serum in order to compete with the super soldiers. Mm, maybe because then he would super like be another Captain America. Yeah, that's how he becomes Captain America, um, or, or at least can you compete. know stand and compete. Yeah, with with being Captain America. But and I know this is kind of a sensitive topic for some people, so uh, I will keep it fairly brief. I don't understand the hate for Wyatt Russell versus John Walker, U.S. agent, Captain America. Now, I, I, <laughs> I understand. I had to write. I had to say out all three of his character names. Um, okay, I understand that people do not like that he is the new Captain America, and I understand also that a lot of people don't like a lot of Wyatt Russell's work. Um, it's not that he's a shitty actor. He just always has to play kind of like the villainous person. Even in Twenty Two Jump Street, he was like hateable because everybody thought he was a drug dealer and he was going to like, he was taking him away from Jonah Hill, but whatever we have to stop vilifying the character and the person at the same time. He took an acting job and he's portraying the, the, um, the character very well. So he is a person who becomes Captain America for a short period of time. U.S. agent in the comics was supposed to be hated. John Walker, supposed to be hated. He's doing an excellent job being hated. But you don't have to make fun of his physical appearance. You don't, although I laughed at the one meme where it was just like, Captain, uh, when you look up Captain America and then what gets shipped to you from Wish. <laughs> <laughs> was a pretty funny one. But as a whole we can't bully everybody out of positions or jobs because we don't like what they are guys. Let's face it. The what, MCU, if you don't, what if you don't like the actor? That's fine. Um, <laughs> Kylo Ren got to be played by the same boring actor for three movies. So whatever. And people still hate Finn. People hate Finn. People hate Finn. Really? I haven't really heard any of that. People like he's a useless character because he has, yeah, that's a whole whole other thing, but but yeah, was, let me let me just finish that. I know I get ranty, but let's face it, guys. Phase one, two, and three of the MCU are over. It's done. We're probably not going to see Chris Evans again. We may, we may not. Same with Robert Downey Jr. 
even though his character definitely died, they can go back. You have to let new actors and characters develop. Did you guys think RDJ and Chris Evans were going to be around for 40 years reprising these roles? Come on. Be sensible. Yeah, they will. (laughs) Okay, now you can continue. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, this kind of relates back to what we were talking about earlier in the episode with with uh, Space Jam, right? It's people that are are unable to accept that things change. You know, just because I don't like this actor, I don't like this character. I don't think that they should replace, you know, so-and-so with so-and-so and neither should you. It's, it's that same mentality. Um, and I think what, what, what they're doing with this character uh, is, is right in the sense that they don't want you to like him, right? They want you to hate the character. And that works. It's working because people don't like him, but it becomes a problem when people start harassing the actor. You know, we saw this with Rose in star Wars, right? Uh, I forget the character's name. She's a Korean actor. Yeah. People were actually harassing her and sending her death threats because they didn't like her character in uh, the last Jedi, which is unacceptable. You know, like these are, and 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 we saw the aftermath of that that her character was kind of written out and played such a minor role in the in um Rise of Skywalker that it just everything that they they were trying to build with that character and her opportunity to play something substantial right just kind of was thrown out because of the fan base and like f- because of angry people but the and- fan base also wanted like some weird love pentagon not even triangle like they just uh, wanted everybody <laughs> to love everybody yeah i know uh but like with with uh falcon and the winter soldier you know like the the idea is that they want you to dislike the new captain america so that when sam eventually becomes captain america you can like everyone will stand behind him and be like yes i accept him as the new captain america right mm-hmm. they're doing that they're doing a good job at it, but it's the people that, you know, it's the keyboard warriors that, you know, hide behind their screens and post angry messages on forums all day and, and, and send out like, I can't believe people are so into these, you know, fictional universes that they would send death threats to an actor playing a character, (laughs) right? Just because they don't like the actor or the character. It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But overall, so far, I'm really enjoying Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I watch that and Mighty Ducks every Friday. Well, I guess you'll have something to watch this week. Here's my only gripe, though. Why can't Disney Plus, like, stagger the release of their shows? Why do they all have to come out on Friday? Release, Release Mighty Ducks on Thursday and then Falcon and the Winter Soldier on Friday. But that would make it confusing for our listeners because we record on Thursdays for Fridays and we would have one thing to talk about, but not both. And then we'd be always spoiling stuff and we don't want to do that. Yeah, we spoil a lot of stuff. Oh, yeah. By the way, spoiler alert for the last 10 minutes. <laughs> Why? We didn't actually like break down. Um, no, that's true. We, we've, we've moved on from the breakdowns because we're just going to break down the series at the end unless something earth shattering happens. But we've got lots coming up, too. We have the Bad Batch. We have Loki. 
We have hopefully Black Widow. We'll have Space Jam. We have lots of stuff to to ruin and spoil for everybody. Yes, because that's what we like to do, ruin things for everyone. So before we go, I want to tell you what I watched, and I, I hope you're excited. I watched the first episode of Clone Wars. Oh. Finally. And how did you feel about it? That, I loved your oh, that was very surprising. Yeah, I, I actually would never never thought that you would watch it. Um. Okay. So first things first. If you would have just told me it was funny, I would have probably jumped on it a lot sooner. A, the animation is pretty cool. B, the the amount that they can do with animation versus CGI in real world, incredible. And the the droids are just hilarious. Oh yeah, that's the only thing that kind of was weird is that they made the droids like the battle droids more like slapstick humor kind of stuff the, the whole series isn't funny per se but it does have uh well star wars is kind of known for having some of that like humor mixed in right uh they it does a good job of that uh yeah if you keep up with it you i think you'll really enjoy it yeah i i enjoyed episode one uh i was very confused on some of the characters but they were all recognizable characters to me so i was like oh well, this is kind of cool <laughs> There's actually a, a movie, which is which is the beginning of the series. Really, I have to watch a movie first. Yeah. What is it on Disney Plus? Yeah, it's 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 on there. Yeah. Okay. Well, I will go back and look for that. I'm sorry, I, I somehow failed you. Yeah, you did. All right. Well, I'm gonna go wallow in self pity. Um, if you like what you heard, even my mistakes, please come. Check us out. Follow us. Subscribe to us. Check us out on Instagram. Tell all your friends. David and I are here every week. We just we want to give you guys a big air hug because that's all we can really do right now. But uh, that's it for us. Thanks for listening. Peace.